What's good, everyone? Welcome to the Filipinos of Montreal podcast, Filipino Heritage Month series. This is Terry. And this is Shari. And today joining us, we have Serge Kayanong. Hey, Serge, how's it going, What's man? What's happening? What's happening, guys? Thanks for having me. Hey, anytime. You know, the last time I saw you, I was telling Shari off air. Uh-huh. The last time I saw you physically was the opening of the Nike store in Fairview. Are you J- serious? J-Fro was spinning and I saw you. Which year was that? Was that late 2000s? Okay. That's crazy. Yeah, that had to have been, what, 10 years ago? Like, maybe I've seen you or bumped into you, but I haven't had a chance to say yeah. hi. But uh, yeah. I, that's the last, because I, rem- I always remember my sneaker sneaker purchases. <laughs> for some reason, you're associated with I'm associated with j Me and j go way back, man. Way back. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, yeah, that's very possible. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, uh, before diving into the questions uh-huh. about uh, your experiences at Heritage Month, I'm curious to know, for both of you, what was the first CD or cassette you guys purchased growing up? Do you guys recall? Yes, I do. It's, it's going to be pretty funny, actually. We, were, we used to road trip to Florida okay. in the summer. And back then, it was my parents, you know, with their old school cassettes and all that stuff. So, I, I mean, I fell in love with all that music. And we were just kind of in the Walmart. It was a Walmart back then? Probably. It's probably a Walmart. And my mom's like, yo, you want to get a cassette? And I was like, okay. Uh, I got a crisscross cassette. Oh, nice. Wow. Kind of you can't rhyme like this. <laughs> <laughs> Iconic. Yes. Uh, wow. I know, right? I, you know, I had, uh, I think it was uh, Naughty by Nature, no, oh, 1993, all because of Hip Hop Ray. Yes. I, I didn't like anything else except for that song. You <laughs> <laughs> keep rewinding it, right? Exactly, exactly. Oh, my God. <laughs> How about you, Shari? Well, I didn't reach the cassette era. Sadly. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, I, I remember getting mixtapes mix from my uncle. Uh, that was my only interaction with, with cassettes. But the first CD that I ever purchased was probably the Britney Spears one. Yeah, the first man, Britney Spears. Like... It's very telling of my age. Either that or Backstreet Boys Millennium. Yeah. That was still like, Britney Spears was still like. It's 97, nine, right? Six, seven? Yeah. 96, 97? Yeah. yeah. That's still a while ago, man. Yeah. yeah. We've seen Favorite. everything, huh? <laughs> I still remember Betamaxes. Oh my wow. god, yo! Um, yeah, like jumping right into it, bro. Um, what were your experiences, by the way, growing up as a Filipino on the South Shore? Because you're a South Shore kid too, right? Yeah, definitely a South Shore kid. I grew up uh, just off the island in Brossard. Uh, my parents came here, and they just were like, you know, they just wanted to have me fit in and not feel uncomfortable. So. I mean, hence my French name. Like my grandfather was a Sergio, my, my uh, uncle is a Sergio. And I guess since I was born here, my mom kind of wanted to have me fit in. She, she went with Serge. <laughs> but I mean, my last name just kind of gives it away in the end, right? So, uh, <laughs> but <laughs> uh, there was a big population in the South Shore Filipinos. Um, I wouldn't say got as involved until maybe high school. Okay. Uh, where there, you know, more of my friends, like we're, we kind of became Filipinos, a lot of Filipinos in our high school. Um, but in elementary, it was mostly like hockey for me and just like being around more like uh, the kids on my street, like the French kids in the neighborhood and then playing. <laughs> so it was a lot of, there wasn't a lot of um, Filipino influence other than my parents, obviously, okay. but until maybe I got to high school. And that's okay. when I met a bunch of Filipinos. <laughs> uh, were you always comfortable being Filipino? Or did that just kind of sink in at, a, at some point for you? Um, for me, I didn't feel different um, when we first moved. I mean, we, I was born 
uh, in Montreal, but we moved like right before I started elementary school. Uh, I didn't feel different until maybe a few seasons into playing hockey where you kind of see that little, you know, back in the day, people like we weren't as diverse, right, in Montreal as we were maybe this is passing like 30 years ago now. And um, it was until I started getting little remarks, you know, from other players on other teams and things like that. Then, you know, then you start to think like, I didn't think I felt different, but clearly they see you as someone different. And that's where I kind of like, okay, you know, we're not as uh, welcome, (laughs) so to speak. Um, But you just, you know, my parents just taught me to be, you just got to be who you got to be and you are who you are. And uh, if they can't accept it, then that's, that's their problem. You just got to keep going with, you know, who you are. And from then on, I think it didn't really bother me from that on. It's good, man. I'm happy. Like, you know, just be yourself. That's it. Yeah, exactly. That's all you can be, right? (laughs) (laughs) Yo, man, obviously I know you from, from being an amazing vocalist. I still remember, I think my favorite song you performed was It's Over Now, 112. Wow. Was that Champlain? Champlain or McGill. I don't remember (laughs) when, but uh if you, if you want can you can you let us know how you kind of get got into music or yeah yeah for sure um my parents as a lot of filipino households music was always kind of a part of growing up and i was like exposed to a whole bunch of music from old school country to like reggae to um tom jones to like Engelbert Hump, you name it and like every karaoke song right <laughs> Um, and that's how I kind of got the love. I was kind of, you know, every every now and then my parents would be like, hey, sing a song for the family. Sing a song. And back then I'm like, ah, I don't really feel like doing this, but okay. And I just kind of grew and grew, like got into choirs when I was growing up. And then when I got into high school, um, you know, like we had our drama classes and there was one teacher, Miss Small, I'll never forget, who was just like, um, dude, you, you should sing. You should just get a bunch of your friends together uh and, and just sing and that first time i was on stage i got the bug man and from then on it was like uh grew r&b groups then i was on pop stars on for a bit then i was on uh, two seasons of idol and then from then on did a lot of touring um that opened a lot of doors and i ended up you know all over canada and parts of the states miami vegas Toronto, Vancouver, and just doing shows. and it's amazing. Yeah, and, you know, you get to meet some people. And then, you know, you get to a point where you're like, well, maybe it's time to settle down a bit. And, uh, you know, got married. I'm starting to hopefully have a family soon. And uh, that's just hear. my life in a nutshell. <laughs> <laughs> I think you worked with uh, Jay Flores, right, at some point? Yeah, definitely. Jay Flores. Like, me and Jay Fro go way back. Actually, uh, he might hate me for this, but I'm going to say it anyway. Uh, <laughs> He was, he, <laughs> he was in the first R and B group that I was in in high school. So when I, when she said, put a bunch of friends together, uh, he, <laughs> he was the DJ. Okay. Sing a couple of lines. So Jay Fro, I apologize, man, but yes, he did sing a few lines. In high school. <laughs> I thought that was just a rumor. Yo. It is not a rumor. <laughs> what was the name of your group? I feel like. This was uh, SYG. SYG. Young gentleman. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what's the S? Smooth, smooth. So that's where the dog. That's so R and B. Yeah, smooth young gentleman. Yeah, yeah. We didn't choose that name. Uh, uh, I think, actually, funny story. We didn't have a name when we auditioned. So uh, one of our our buddies just 
like, she, I guess our teacher asked them, like, hey, they need a name. He just randomly put a name out there. So when they put the list of who, like, made the show, we didn't know we were on it. So we were all like, oh, we didn't get in the show, man. Like, this sucks. <laughs> and uh, my buddy's like, no, that's you guys. And that's how the name kind of stuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. Good times. Good times in high school. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, dude! Like, uh, I remember you you being on Idol back in the day. How how was uh -huh. that experience for you? Also, wow. being a Filipino in yeah. that scene. Yeah, um, I'll be I'll be really honest. Uh, that cast for those two seasons was very multicultural. Like, there was Amazing. yeah, there were a lot of. I mean, just Canada was represented. Like every mm. every nationality, every religion, every type of music. Uh, it was really wide open and they were not, which was really ahead of its time. Like they were not afraid um, to market a funny name or a different name. You know what I mean? Like they were really with the times and uh, did not feel different from any other person. And everyone brought something to the table. Uh, if you see some of like the group, uh, the duets in the group days, like you see it's really, really multicultural. And it was really cool to see because 15, man, I think it was maybe 15, 16 years ago, maybe even more now. Um, you didn't see that as often. You know, you want to be, you're a Filipino guy in Montreal. He wants to be an artist. And you're like, ooh, what's my niche? <laughs> you know, where, where do I fit in? Where, where is this pop like influence going to come from? But it was really cool to see. And um, it was a really cool experience. I've never been through so many ups and downs in the okay. matter of minutes. Like it was really something special um and and it, it was really incredible to see and man if i would do it if i could do it again i would not would not change it. <laughs> it was hurry up and wait that's what it was uh, dude yeah did you want to add something sorry sorry no no no, no. i was just that is quite the experience yeah. yeah it was awesome really really awesome like you spoke about ups and downs. Uh, I'm curious, how did you process uh, failure back then? I know it's like a, what you were yeah. doing was mad stressful. Mad stressful. I mean, um, my parents are very supportive. Like they said, we, you can do whatever you want to do. We'll be behind you. Just finish something. And if I put it out there, you can guess what I finished in school before I really pursued music. I'm sure you can guess it right now. <laughs> Is I finished. Go for, it, go for nursing? it. Nursing? 100%. There you go. Exactly. Finished, uh, finished nursing. <laughs> I was a nurse um, for close to 15 years during the time I was really pursuing music at the same time. Um, I'd say maybe three, four years ago, I kind of took a step back from nursing. I really, I mean, I did it because my parents kind of wanted me to finish something, but it really wasn't what I wanted to do. Then I had an opportunity to be um, a manager or leadership, part of leadership for WestJet in Montreal. So I just kind of jumped on it. Yeah. And it was a kind of a change of, of scenery for me. And, um, but yeah, yeah. So my parents were pretty supportive and man, my mom came to all my auditions. Uh, my family came to all my auditions. Uh, when I was in Toronto, they came down to Toronto. So I was never really, I never really had to deal with it alone. Like my parents were very supportive. My wife's been very, very supportive. Uh, and the good part is like, they don't sugarcoat it. They're like, Hey man, you didn't get in. Cause that sucks. That's like, they, the best. They, know, they know, they know what I'm capable. I know what I'm capable, but you don't want to tell yourself that sometimes, <laughs> you know, and to hear that and, and uh, really constructive, not in a mean way, but they know what you can do and they know you best. And just to kind of be like, Hey, don't listen to that. man. And obviously after idol, I went on to do a lot of other things and um, had a great time. It was a great ride. 
you know, music's always going to be a passion, obviously, but, you know, uh, it was a great ride. Nice, man. Yeah. Um, dude, who were your uh, creative inspirations, by the way? <laughs> when you went to create music, what would, who would yeah. you listen to or what did you listen to? Um, two of my biggest musical, like, influences uh, was, one was definitely, it's going to be too extreme. Well, maybe not too extremes, but uh, <laughs> one was Brian McKnight. I mean, mm, yeah, can't maybe, go wrong. No, you can't go wrong. And when it came like to like the art side of it, like Brian McKnight was definitely like, you know, how did he write? What, how did he perform? And then on the other side of it, that that business aspect of it, Jay Z was my biggest influence. Mm. So, kind of like took from those guys and and uh, kind of <laughs> tried to build what I was trying to do around them. And okay. yeah, it was pretty cool. Yeah, huge influences on me. Yo, I think those are pretty good choices. Would you say, <laughs> Brian Shari's? McKnight. Yep, Brian like McKnight. Yeah. Yeah. Because you only heard him sing off uh, his Instagram recently, right, Shari? Yeah. Really? Yeah, really? yeah I remember Wait. like I shared one of your posts. I'm like, hey, this is really good. <laughs> this is really good. <laughs> yeah, Brian McKnight, he's still, he's still doing his thing. I mean, he came to Montreal a while ago a while ago and uh i don't know if you guys are familiar with Cavney, the singer from montreal he's like uh he's like an r&b singer he's from montreal okay. and he was opening for him at the time oh, nice. and just to put things in perspective like he opened for him finished his set you see him run down the stage comes down sits beside me didn't even know he was sitting there he's like and he's like dude are you as excited about this as i am i'm like man what? it's crazy yeah <laughs> it's the craziest that's, thing in the world. I mean, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, really crazy. Oh my god, uh, dude! Speaking of the uh, the Montreal scene, are there any artists, uh, not just Filipino only, that you're mm -hmm. following right now, or, or you're looking out for? Um, right now, like, um, there's just like when I when I started off, there was was there wasn't that many Filipinos trying to make a name for themselves, and recently I've kind of been well with. Um, Christine Toka, she's kind of helped me. She's took me along. Hey, do you want to judge these shows? And um, these Filipino Idol shows. And I'm just like, there's so much talent here in Montreal that the sky's the limit, man. Like, it, it's it's unbelievable. How, like, like, I think I can sing, but some of these younger kids can <laughs> sing, man. Like, and I think just keeping an eye on what's going on with, like, um, the local Filipino community and their talent, I think that's kind of what I have my eye on. Like, it, you know, okay. it's, it's easy to be like, I can follow this YouTuber from like LA, but it's not <laughs> the same, right? Like you see them here, you see them in person and you see how they develop and become what they want to be. Okay. Like, mm -hmm. That's like, that's huge for me. <laughs> Is there any uh, words of wisdom you can impart to them? Curious, like maybe something. Um, yeah. I, you know what? In the end, it's, you can only be you, like we were saying earlier. Yeah. Um, you can't be someone you're not you can't pretend to be someone you're not because the audience sees right through that they know if you're putting up a fake act they know if you're not being real or honest or genuine so i think the biggest thing and times i fell into that trap too like i had to be a certain way maybe to, for people to accept me when in reality people ex ex accept you because of who you are and what you bring to the table like what you're good at what your art is so if 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 there's anything I would say, it's just be yourself and just like you as your brand, uh, as a person that people can relate to. That's, I think that's how you get um, a lot of your followers now. 
Authenticity. Love Authenticity, it. Love it. 100%. But that, that's crazy, right? Because uh, coming up as a teenager, you're still trying to figure yourself out. Yeah. And then that's where you make those mistakes. Yep. Um, do you know when you kind of had a sense of who you were? Because you have to really try and experience things really to build your character. Uh-huh. Right? Yeah. Like um, on Idol, I think um, what their big thing was is like song selection will make or break you. So whatever song you chose to perform or to make your own or what you chose to show your voice. Um, so me, I sang a Richard Mark song, Now and Forever, which ah. is not R&B. Most people consider it country. You know what I mean? Like it's not, <laughs> it, maybe it's pop, but um, you made that your own. And if, if you can just like make that, make something that's not yours your own, and I think that really started the process of like, oh man, like, yes, these songs are written for certain artists, but it could have easily been written for someone else. Mm-hmm. And then how you make that your own, that kind of, you, you kind of realize like, hey, like, I don't have to be Brian McKnight. I don't have to be Jay-Z. I can take a lot of these things that made them successful and apply them to how I'm doing things. But in the end, like, you have to be you because that's all you can be. So yeah. I think Idol is really where it opened my eyes, where I didn't have to necessarily fit into a mold. And that's where I kind of learned is like, all right, um, I can do R&B. R&B is my thing, but I don't have to be Usher. I don't have to be, you know, like these artists, I can be me. So that's what they really pushed. And I think it was really at that moment, it's probably the second season, because the first season, it took me a while. <laughs> first season, it took me a while to understand what the heck was going on. But the second season, you everything just kind of clicked and you're just like, all right, I think I found who I am and what I want to be type thing. Oh, that's great, man. It's like, yeah. I think part of the reason why I wanted to share or create this podcast is that's how people really discover who they were and be confident uh-huh. in being yourself. I think it's, uh, it pushes you in the right direction, right? Once you figure out mm-hmm. your core, you'll find your dreams, you'll, yeah. you'll find what you want to do. So Definitely. thanks for sharing that. Um, moving over to the topic of Filipino culture. What's, uh-huh. your, what's your favorite part about Filipino culture, man? Ah, uh, Filipino culture. I think um, what's lacking in society now um, is what Filipinos have had for the longest time. And it's that sense of like family. You know what I mean? Like, like I don't see a lot of, like my wife's family, like they're really close too, but um, my family's really close. Like I, I still have cousins and nephews and nieces I haven't met in the Philippines, but I know them. They know me. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's, it's a sense of family that I think a, a lot of nice goes a long way. A little nice goes a long way. Even, <laughs> even a little nice, like the world would be such a different place. And it's that sense of family. Even if like, we don't know you, but you're coming, you're meeting me for the first time. Like, I'm going to be super hospitable. I'm going to like, I'm going to show you everything. I'm going to like, you know what I mean? Just welcome you. And I think that's really what people don't really see or get to see a lot about Filipinos. This is, you know, Shari, this is crazy, right? I think as Filipinos, <laughs> as Filipinos, I think we're doing a good job of sharing this because this yeah. is how many guests who have shared this same quality. Literally. Really? Like everybody, everybody, I think. I don't think anybody yeah. has not shared that aspect. So in regards to uh, Filipino culture, again, would you think that's the aspect you'd like to share to future generations too? Yeah, because... Um, it's easy to be like, oh, I'm going to do everything by myself. I don't need anybody. I'm going to do things by myself. But in the end, like, like I said, going through all these, these different phases in this music journey I was on, like, the only thing that was constant was my family that was behind me, like, keeping me sane and keeping me stable and, like, 
just giving me that kick in the butt where I didn't want to do it anymore. Or this guy's a jerk. He's telling me this. And she's like, don't listen to him, man. That's one person out of millions. So yeah. Yeah. Like families is huge. And I, I'm not necessarily, it doesn't necessarily have to mean like your mom, your dad, your sister, like um, J-Fro is like, that's my brother. Like I grew up with this guy, like starting from when he was learning how to DJ to when I was learning how to sing. And like, that's family. You know what I mean? It's like, it, it, I can tell him something and he's just going to be like, man, don't listen to that. That's garbage. You know, like, <laughs> don't let other people distract you. You know what I mean? And, and like family and extended family, like that's huge. Nice. Oh my God. Thanks for sharing that. Um, I want to shift gears back to uh, just you yourself. I know now I think you've taken a passion into like fitness. Yeah. Um, how did that, you went from like music to fitness. What drove you at that point? Or? You know what? Um, the music thing, like, I was, a, I was on the road a lot. I was out a lot. I was up late. Uh, I was eating horrible. Like we all know the salt and pepper pork chops. Are kind of- <laughs> <laughs> so no, amigos, uh, yeah, amigos, amigos, both. amigos, both. <laughs> and uh, you know, it kind of really started catching up to me. And around that time I was really um, getting into CrossFit, just trying to stay a little bit healthy. And then when I kind of just decided, like, maybe some just slow down a little bit on music and just kind of focus on things that I can just do from home, like these little snippets of videos and random videos I do like that. Like, um, I started getting into CrossFit. We set up a gym at home. I joined a local facility here. I'm I'm in Chambly now. And um, when people, like, randomly, I mean, I didn't notice it. I was just going to the gym, eating a little healthier. And some people would be like, man, like, you're, you're like dropping the weight, dude. Like, what are you doing? And then they're like, I said, CrossFit. Like, what is CrossFit? Man? What is this? And then when they research it and they see all these crazy exercises, and they're like, you should post that. <laughs> all right. And, uh, you know, it just kind of became a thing and just posted videos here and there. And uh, it's just fun because some of like, I never meant for it to be an inspiration to anyone. I just really <laughs> put it out there. And uh, some of my buddies now, they're just like on the bandwagon and they're all working out. So it's just like, it kind of like, spread more than i thought it was gonna be <laughs> but hey if people are getting healthy and fit that's fine by me man. you know it's uh, it's great to see because when i remember everybody getting on this trend uh-huh. um you know i feel like you know we're in our mid-30s and we're all in the best shape of our lives it's like crazy <laughs> right it's crazy <laughs> but it's great to see it's so great to see <laughs> i never ran 5k in my life when i was 15 <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, um, we're gonna go deep a little bit, man. Right. Um, I'm curious to know: was there an experience in your life or throughout your journey that kind of shaped you, shaped your character that you'd like to share with us? Um, like, like I was saying, um, this is just in general, right? Like that first time I realized when I was on the ice and someone was calling me really nasty names, and I was like, man, I just want to like sock this guy in the face, and I was like, you know, I'm going to let it slide. And then after that game, like, my parents were like, what's bothering you? What's going on? I saw that guy. What do you say? And, you know, like, there's, you can't do anything about ignorance, right? You know what I mean? Like, this guy probably didn't know any better. That's how he was raised. That's what he knows. Like, I'm not going to blame the guy for that. But it's how I react to it and how you're going to react to it that will either change him or make him at least aware of what he's saying. Or is it going to affect you for the rest of your life? And I just chose to be like, you know what? That's just ignorant. Like, he's going to learn maybe one day, but I'm not going to deal with that. You know what okay. I mean? And I think that's where I kind of um, just feel, that's where I kind of just said, I'm not going to put up with that. I'm just going to be who I am. 
uh, no matter what. And luckily that I was, that was at a pretty young age. And uh, I was never, my parents never let me be uncomfortable with who I am or where I came That's from good. or what my background I was. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Love that. Love that. Me too. So another uh, question I'm curious to hear your answer yeah. to is uh, what's happiness to you, man? What is that to you? Happiness. Yeah. The big question. That's the big one. That's a good That's one. A when question. I saw that one, I, thought, I was like, hmm, let me think about that one. I think every, not, everybody I should, gets stumped. It's like, oh, yeah. shoot, how do I answer that? <laughs> it's so, I mean, it's so different for everyone. And I think for me, happiness is just being able to, to live and experience things that money can't necessarily buy. So um, like I have two nephews that are, I don't know if you probably hear them, but these guys just, he's looking at me like, what are you doing? <laughs> uh, you know, little things of like seeing little nephews grow up or spending that time like with your family on like holidays or just seeing your buddies if you haven't seen them in like uh, a few years or going on trips and visiting things and experiencing things. Like for me, it isn't about necessarily purchasing things hey everyone likes a nice pair of sneakers once in a while don't get me wrong <laughs> but i mean uh it's those experiences that you kind of build and collect over your lifetime i think that's the definition of true happiness yo man love that yeah yo uh before moving to the next segment i just want to ask shari if she had any closing thoughts for surge um yeah i do actually um you mentioned <laughs> earlier just to go back um, to your singing, um, <laughs> but not really. Um, you mentioned earlier how uh, you like to keep an eye on like the local talent, mm -hmm. Filipino talent. Mm -hmm. Was that like your, your, um, how can I say it? it was like your entry to the Filipino community here in Montreal through, through music? Um, I think so. Um, I don't think, I think for the longest time, uh, I was involved, but not really involved. Like I knew people, I played basketball and, mm. and you know, the PBA and I knew certain people and they knew I can sing, and, but there was never really um, like big productions like these things that they're doing now, these shows that they're doing now, these producers and promoters coming from the Philippines over like, like they are now. And I, I don't think I was as lucky to be able to experience that, but still, I would do the cotillions. I would do, you know, like the little, yeah. the parties and stuff like that. So it was that my entry, I would say so. And do I feel like there are more opportunities now? A hundred percent. That's just kind of how the market went after, but was that my entry? I think so. And I think I feel like, um, I want to support that. Like I want to see, yeah, sure. um, you know, these, these kids do well because, um people say ah oh, you know it's easy to say oh you're filipino you're not gonna make it mainstream or you're not gonna get but just look at hollywood now like it is multicultural like it is not just blonde hair blue eyes anymore and i think um if you have a goal and you want to work to it like i want to be a part of that if you're from Montreal, from your if you're from the south shore it doesn't matter like i want to be a part or i want to see and experience like this filipino or filipina from montreal area do well mm -hmm. and um you know, and if, if I can be a part of that some way, somehow, yeah, yeah. And that's definitely how I feel I got into the community, for sure. Nice. Yeah, I, I went to a Phil Can showcase not too long ago, mm. and the production was, like, there was work and love put into it, oh, so yeah. it, was, it was enjoyable to watch. And, like, it is their baby. It so good. <laughs> right? It is. It yeah. is so good. And I never knew that judging would be so hard. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like you're just trying to be super politically correct because they're all i don't i 
don't want to ruin anybody's dreams. I mean, they're all, they're all, they all have dreams and aspirations. And, and you've gone through that too. So you Yeah, know. yeah. So I know what it's like to be offered criticism that's not necessarily constructive. <laughs> <laughs> like, I've, I've, I've experienced that. Like, um, constructive criticism is good and you got to take it and roll with it, right? So what was your main criteria then? What was the determining factor yeah. for you? So oh, I'm, I'm curious now. It's there like, was, um, it wasn't smokes. just one thing. It wasn't, <laughs> it was like uh, the performance, like the control of the voice. There was, it was a whole criteria. I believe there was three or four of us scored separately and then they kind of tallied them together, right? So well, my interpretation of something might not have been with the other judges' interpretation of something. For sure, yeah. Just to be fair, right? But um, but there was a lot of criteria. It wasn't easy. Uh, it wasn't easy, but it was really fun. <laughs> Yo, Shari, uh, we're not gonna karaoke with Surge because I'm gonna have all this criteria in my head. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just gonna watch. I'm just gonna be sitting in a car and judging you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> He's writing on a notepad. Yeah. <laughs> like, yo, what, what is he doing? What is he doing? Like a scorecard. <laughs> <laughs> yo, Serge, we're going to move on to our segment called Fastball Questions. Basically, right. it's, uh, yeah, you have 60 seconds to answer as many questions as you okay. can. All right. Uh, get ready for it. Uh, okay. Shari's going to cue us in at the sound of the buzzer. Hey. Oh, what Sorry, was that? That was an ad. <laughs> okay. Gotta find an app with no ads. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Do we hear this? I do. Okay, perfect. Okay, are we ready? You ready Let's with go. The Let's go. Rock and roll. All right. Ready, set, go. First Tagalog word that comes to mind. Ay, nako. <laughs> Favorite Filipino food? Uh, mom's pancit. Go to karaoke song. This I promise you, in sync. Ooh. Favorite spot in Montreal? Ah. Anyone of the lookouts. <laughs> name a Filipino <laughs> dish that starts with the first letter of your first name. Sinigang. Oh. First thing that comes to mind when I say greatest of all time. Oh my God. Michael Jordan. Langonisa or Tocino? Tocino all the way, man. <laughs> Fa- favorite old school jam. Favorite old school jam. Oh my God. Anything. Uh, anything about the, the old boys to men. Motown Philly. <laughs> <laughs> was that the horn no 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 go okay sorry uh what, what's on your netflix right now oh man michael jordan that's why i said last dance <laughs> spell your last name backwards Ooh. g n <laughs> you should still do o- it though n a y a c nailed it man is that it? Yo, man, you killed it. Wait. Yo. That was really good until yeah. the next question. <laughs> <laughs> Can we just edit that out? <laughs> Yo, Cindy Gang, you came through in the clutch with that. Yeah, what man. kind of Cindy Gang? Cindy Gang? Oh, I don't, me, uh, my mom used to make it with fish more than, uh, more than, more than, yeah, yeah. Same here, fish all the way. Yep. You too, Shari, or meat for you? Yeah, I'm a meat girl. <laughs> So, yeah. I'm, I'm a me guy too but my mom just made it with fish. <laughs> I like how you said mom's pancit it was very specific and she hears pancit and she goes she's gonna say did you mean mine <laughs> I made sure I said that classic <laughs> yo Serge uh, thanks so much for taking the time to thank join us thank you so much 
Uh, last thing I want to ask you, do you want to give a shout out to someone or an organization while we're on? Um, you know what? I just want to, I mean, just want to shout out everyone that's just either still doing it from when we started it, trying to start doing it or deciding whether they want to do it or not. Just keep at it, do what you love and uh, you'll get there. Yo, man. Thanks so much. On behalf of Thank Filipinos you. of Montreal, we out. We out.